Hi there, everybody. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe good to go? Bring yours a little closer to your face hole. My face hole. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Maybe better. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. Okay. Shran. Shy. The story <laughs> that I want to talk to you about or tell you about this week is of a gentleman by the name, and hopefully it won't have a lisp when I try to say his name, because I feel like if you don't... If you have a tendency of mumbling, which sometimes I can, it might be whatever. Here we go. <clears throat> whatever. You are the Phoebe judge of this podcast. Oh, Shan, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't even want to try to mimic her because she is a legend. She is queen. Okay. Iconic. So this is the story of Colonel Griffith J. Griffith. His parents named him Griffith J. Griffith? They sure did. God bless them. They They had a sense of humor. They sure did. (laughs) And the attempted murder of his wife, Tina. Okay. Okay. So, first of all, I want to kind of talk to you about where I found this story that is just pretty insane to me. Um, One of my coworkers, uh, we were discussing true crimes, and I think most people, well, a good handful of people at work know that I, I'm all about the true crime stuff. Also have, we are both, Shane and I, we're both murderinos. So, sh- yeah, you know, obviously. we love uh, Karen and Georgia to death. Um, one of my other coworkers, also a murderino. A male one. A male He's murderino. He's so precious. Um, love Austin. <laughs> love it. So, but this book actually came from another male coworker who had heard I liked true crime, thought I might like this book. It is called um, Reflections on the Celebration of Violence, Popular Crime. <laughs> yes. Um, it is by Bill James. <laughs> and it is violent crimes throughout history, you guys. So we're talking. It goes you know, back. Way back to yeah. near present. And the way this guy writes, I really enjoy his writing. Um, he's quite funny. He's got a good sense of humor um, when he talks about these dipshit assholes that do the crimes, not about the actual. Yeah, not victim. about victims. It's always about the. We're always going to talk shit on the offenders. Uh, always. Always. Because they're dipshits. Okay. So. Have you ever heard of the Griffith Observatory? Okay. Or the Griffith Park in Los Angeles? Okay. I'm with you. Okay. I've never been there, but I think I've heard of both of those. Okay. So I've not ever been to either one. So, but the Hollywood sign is actually in Griffith Park. Oh, like the big Hollywood sign. The big sign. Hollywood sign. Okay. So, you know. On I the mountain? On the mountain. So the, where people go hiking, it's like a big deal. I see a lot of it on wow. Insta. Wow. Okay. This is at Griffith Park. Okay. Okay. 
Is this guy the same Griffith? Same same Griffith. Gross. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Tell me more. Gotta love a um, town that's going to name a park, an observatory, and a um, theater after a not-so-friendly dude. Well, if you have enough money, they'll name anything after you, right? This is true. (laughs) Plus, I mean, you look at any country and... Even in America, we like naming things after assholes. So, truth. It's fine. Truth. All right. So, Griffith Jenkins Griffith. <laughs> mm-hmm. God bless him. Okay. Was born in Wales in 1850. So, we're going way back. Oh, we're going super back. We're going to go way back. All right. Okay. He was born to a Protestant family. All right. Quite poor, actually, this family was. He did some mine work in Wales. Sure. Right? Child labor up until, yep. As a teenager, he and an uncle decided to immigrate to the U.S. Just him and his uncle. Just him and this uncle. All right. Like, let's do this. Okay. So he ended up completing his education in Pennsylvania and actually went on to um, being a newspaper journalist, like a journalist. Okay. Okay. He started working for these mines, coal mines at the time, as a reporter and ended up becoming a mining advisor. That sounds made up, but okay. I mean, I thought so too. Like, I don't really know, but I, from what I understand, this, him being this mining advisor, he actually came about some money advising in these mines. Sure, sure. Okay. A lot of people say that the that money was exaggerated, but I'll tell you'll see why here in a minute. Okay. okay. So eventually made his way to the Los Angeles area uh-huh. and soon bought four thousand acres um, on Rancho Los Feliz. Okay. Okay. Soon thereafter, became very well known in the Los Angeles area for forcing himself into the SoCal social scene. Well, sure. If you've got that much acreage, I mean, you got to have money, right? Right. So he was he was known to wear very flashy clothes, and he liked to bur- he liked to um, parade around town bragging about his wealth. Okay. If we've ever learned anything, Shan, it's when you have to brag about something that you think is good about you. It's not that good. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? So yeah. That's what. Okay. Yeah. Some were impressed by this bragging and these flashy clothes. Others not so much. Some he he was a very small in stature. Sure. Fellow. Sure. They liked calling him the roly poly pompous. Oh. And some even said he liked to strut like a turkey. Jesus. I, okay. Here. Fun fact, nobody mm-hmm. liked this guy. Right. No they, one at all liked they this guy. Like the thought of him having money. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. They they liked that he was buying drinks at the bar or whatever. Right. That's about it. Right. He eventually at some point started calling him himself Colonel. Oh my god, so he wasn't a real colonel? <clears throat> he was not a real colonel. Oh Jesus. Okay. Nope. All right. Yep. Hang on. Yep. I gotta get a drink of yep. ice water for this. He liked to walk around town. He always had a cane with him. Insisted people call him Colonel Griffith. I'm gonna start <clears throat> doing that. I'm gonna start asking that people just call me Dr. Shanna. Right. 
Like he had the only evidence found that he ever served or held any rank was that he potentially was the major of riflery practice with the California National Guard. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tiny little dude comes into some money, <laughs> wants to brag about it, buys some land to make it look like he's got stuff going on. God bless him. He tried. He's trying real hard. I honestly think it's because he came from a very small, uh, very poor family. I'm just trying to overcompensate that. Sure. Okay. Soon, a beautiful young woman who happened to be a daughter of a very prominent LA family caught his eye. Okay. I'm like, yeah, more like his fa- the family money caught. His yeah. Eye. Okay. So, Mary Agnes Christina Mesmer, or okay. as her friends called her, Tina. Okay, she caught this roly-poly pompous ass, caught his eye. Okay. Tina was born in 1864 in L.A. to a very devout Catholic family. Oh, so she's Catholic and he's He's Protestant. Protestant. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, born to industrious French immigrants who had become land barons and very smart woman. Could speak four languages by the, like, growing up, learned how to speak four languages. This woman had everything that he did not have. All of the class, all of the money, all of the things that he did not have. She had the upper class education. She Mm -hmm. had all the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. By the time she was 22, she owned $2 million worth of Los Angeles real estate in her own name through a deed from a friend, uh, excuse me, family friend by the name of Andre Biswalter. So let me just, that was $2 million. Back then. 18. So now it's like 18 billion. And with California housing market inflation, it's really like 20 trillion. Yeah. It's essentially ridiculous. I'm not an economist, but I think that's close. Right. (laughs) So this Andre Biswalter became very rich by selling wholesale produce. So he started this little, on this little plot of land, growing his own vegetables, selling them to the locals, uh-huh. and then just escalating it from there. He ended up buying like thousands of acres of land and having these huge farms to sell to the locals around the Los Angeles area. Good for him. I know. I was he like, killed all right, it. All right. He totally killed he it. totally nailed it. But anyway, Tina's family, great family friends with the Briswalters. So the Mesmers, great family friends with the Biswalters. Uh-huh. He loved Tina's family so much that he deeded this land to Tina. Okay. I'm like, I'm into that. How do I get that I'm sort of family like, friend? Know, right? So, soon enough, Griffith and Tina were courting. They were kind of the talk of town, right? Two very... The talk was probably like, what does she see in him? What would he 
bring to the relationship. <laughs> like, why? The talk is why. Well, okay. <laughs> but let's think about this. In the late 1800s, they're more like, oh, it's two very rich people getting married. Not so much that he isn't handsome enough for her, if you think about that. Because there's, oh, okay. there's a lot of families that were just married because of their status, right? Yeah, that's true. But also, don't you think people, I mean, if people were about calling this guy roly-poly pompous, mm -hmm. they were probably like, he's also full of shit. Oh, I'm sure. He's 1,000% full of shit. And why can't she see that he's full of shit? Right. That's just me, though. Which, I mean, there were quite a few people that were also very much friendly with this guy. Like, they thought he was the bee's knees. Because they thought he had money. Because they thought he had money. Apparently, he was a very good talker. They all are. Like, perfect narcissist, in a way. So, they're courting. Mm -hmm. All's going well. Mm -hmm. However... Ten days before the wedding, mm -hmm. Griffith called off the wedding and even went to court to break the engagement, which I guess back then you had to do. Like you, oh, maybe, oh. I don't know. Like there was a, like, newspaper article. Maybe they'd already applied for, like, their marriage license. I don't know. Maybe. And I don't know how any of that works. Anyway, this article in the San Francisco Call states he tells her he is reluctantly compelled to state that he fears she is a tool in the hands of her father he charges that she misrepresented her wealth to him that she and her father are trying to impose on him and asks that he be, re be released from the engagement <gasps> okay okay so you know what you know what they did mm -hmm. you know what happened what? her father was like, hey, homeboy, um, my daughter is very well-to-do. And I would, because back in those days, even if you had money and you married a guy that didn't have shit, it became his property. Mm -hmm. You could not hold your own property. Mm -hmm. So I guarantee they tried to make something like a prenup happen. And he was like, this is offensive right. Right. or whatever right and he like called the whole thing off right to try to um embarrass her i bet right like he he believed that they were making themselves out to be richer than what they actually were which no in which, all actuality it was him that was doing this not her right that's why i'm saying like he tr he totally tried to make her like, he totally tried to embarrass her by being like, uh, they're not as wealthy as I was told, and now I cannot possibly go into this with a clear right. conscience or whatever. Like, fuck off, man. We are not in the same class. Yes, you are, sir. She's way better than you. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, this was appalling to her family. Like, uh, she is a Catholic. I would hope so. She cannot be disgraced in this way. They have to get married. Oh, no. Oh, fuck all that. Mm -hmm. mm. No. Mm -mm. Just just remember, we are in 19, late 1800s, okay? We're in the late 1800s, okay? This is how they treated women. You Gross. must marry my daughter, even though you 
don't want to. Nowadays, it'd be like, bye. Yeah, have a great life. Bye. Dodge <laughs> no, that this bullet. Is fine. This is fine. You don't need to marry him anyway. <laughs> he says, well, yeah, okay. I'll marry her, but on one condition. She has to be the sole heir to his fortune and is to be transferred. And this fortune, okay, the fortune being this Briswalter fortune. What? Right. 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 He found out there were other people in this deed. And he was like, nope. No, no, no. She has to be the sole heir to this fortune. And then it has to be transferred to Griffith's name after marriage. Uh-huh. Exactly. Boom. Yep. Called that shit. And it says, to ensure there was no interference with his wife's fortune. Okay. Obviously. All right. He but, went, yeah. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop yep. with your nonsense. Yep. So, lots of land at stake. Okay. This was, in some some reports, some articles, this was a match made in real estate heaven. Okay. Gross. So we, got, we, got, we got landowners marrying. Okay. So, this is great. This is a wonderful thing. No, it's not. They are married on January 7th, 1887. Okay. Okay. During this time, as you just stated, it was common practice to deed the woman's property Uh to their husband. Yep. And that's exactly what Tina did. Yep. You didn't get to hold your own property or have your own checkbook or Mm -hmm. anything like that. You didn't get any of that. You had to give it all to your husband. That's Yes. So, poor thing. Court records would prove, actually, years later, too, that the day of the wedding, Griffith excused himself from the wedding breakfast, saying he needed to say goodbye to friends before leaving on the honeymoon. But in actuality, he walked across the street to the courthouse, transferred $250,000 of 1887 money from Tina to her brother, Tony, and then from Tony to himself. How does that work? I mean, it, I, obviously, in 1887, you could totally do that. Like, I could take money from you, take your money, give it to your brother, and then back to me. I read that, and I was like, is that possible? Okay, so I assume what they're talking about mm-hmm. is probably what he did was they signed on the bottom line of their marriage contract or marriage (gasps) certificate or whatever. Mm. He walked that marriage certificate over to um, the courthouse and said, okay, I'm going to transfer this parcel of land or these lands from on behalf of my wife, who's now my property. Right. Okay. Mm. To her brother. Mm Mm-hmm. And then somehow he finagled it to his brother. Yeah, from the brother to himself. Yeah, because it's completely possible he got the brother or something to sign, like, a power of attorney or something like that, you know? Who knows? People back in those days were so fucking shady. And it was so easy to be shady. Yes. You know? It was so easy to be shady when um, half of the population was seen as not worthy of... Yeah. Of representing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Okay. So they're married. All of of her land goes to this guy. (laughs) Gross. Jeez. So a year after the wedding, they did have a son 
who they named Vandal, or, or Van, as they called him, okay? In 1896, Griffith decides to gift to the city of Los Angeles 3,015 acres of that Feliz Rancho area. Okay. Okay, to be used as a public park. Okay. So it's, in many reports, it's stated that more than likely he did that because if you think about it, where Griffith Park is now, it's an awesome hiking spot. Um, it's scenic because of the Hollywood sign. But back in those days, it was very much a farming, ranching area. Sure. And this Feliz Rancho was very unranchable. Right. Like undesirable <laughs> undesirable. for anything. Yes. Yeah. Could not ranch, could not farm at all in yeah. this area. So therefore... It was going to waste. He was getting... Nothing out of it. Nothing out of it. He was letting the taxes go. So he took it as a tax break and assigned it over to the mm -hmm. city. To get out of paying those taxes. Sure. On this. 4000 As rich people do. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the back taxes. The deed to the land was to be used as a public park. And... In very much what they were saying, Griffith fashion, Colonel Griffith fashion, <laughs> okay, he walked in with his cane and his, you know, gaudy, fancy suit. his fancy gaudy clothing uh -huh. with a giant roll under one arm. A roll? A roll. So, he unrolls this giant deed. So not just a piece of paper, because we've seen deeds yeah. from way back in 1900s. Yeah. They're not... They were just a piece of paper. They're not the size it's of the Constitution, no. right? This was a huge deed, very elaborately written. Oh, like geez. all of this information that he had tied with a bow and unrolls it. And it states in this deed, it must be a place of recreation and rest for the masses, a resort for the rank and file for the plain people. Okay, bro. So very, very flamboyant. He belongs in L.A. because, like, that is so theatrical that mm -hmm. that's bananas. Right. Right. So this is how we now have Griffith Park, Griffith Obser Observatory, Hollywood sign. Okay. Okay. It's through this gift. The, <clears throat> the, the gift, gift for the plain folk. Right. <laughs> Which is funny now because it's like this primo spot to go hiking around yeah. L.A. And there's like horseback rides and there was an old zoo there and whatever. Um, so let's talk the incident. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the incident. Let's uh, talk about this attempted murder <laughs> and how Tina survived. Because she's a bad bitch that owned her own property. She is a bad bitch. Yes. She's an 1890s bad bitch. Yeah, she knew her stuff. <laughs> so, we are, they are now married. They've been married, oh, about 15 years. Okay. Okay. So, let me kind of step back a minute. Soon after this gift... Griffith started drinking very heavily. Everything I read said he was drinking two quarts of whiskey a day. How much is a quart? I don't know, but I feel like it's a lot. <laughs> How 
big is a quart? You tell me. I am not good with the measurements. Shan? How um, many quarts are in a gallon? Well, Do you know? uh, I mean, I can you Google, Google it. that real quick. How I can Google that. <laughs> How many It's quarts? like four quarts, isn't it? Uh, li- mm-hmm. Four quarts in a gallon. So yeah, he was so drinking he was half drinking... a gallon of whiskey a day. Gross. Which a lot of people were like, is that possible? But also he's Welsh. True. True. So, I mean, no shade because those people can drink. Yeah, no shade because that's where, you know. Yeah. England is my my mother motherland. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> those people can drink. Yes, they can. So soon after this dr- heavy drinking, obviously the abuse starts, right? Okay. Because we can't just have a friendly heavy drinker, can we? No. No. Can't have somebody drinking half a half a gallon of whiskey a day and being nice. Well, also, this guy was not, I mean, like, he was so into preserving his own Mm. image and making sure that he had his. He's not going to be nice to his wife. No. None of that is realistic thinking. No. And I honestly, too, in those times, it was okay to not be nice to your your wife. Yeah, she didn't have any rights. No. None of that. No, no. So... Not only did the abuse start, but the religious argument started between them. Because he's Protestant Uh and she's Catholic. Yes. So, at one point, Griffith became convinced that his Catholic wife and Pope Leo XIII were plotting to kill him. So he He was was just crazy. He was convinced, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of these arguments frightened her so much that she would leave and go stay with her sister. As you do. Right. So she had enough um, wherewithal to be like, I probably shouldn't stay here. Yeah, she's like, I'm not interested in any of this. She's smart. She's a smart woman. Okay. Like, I'm going to So pretty much to say the paranoia was setting in with this dude. Like, I mean, years of lying about stuff... Yeah, it'll catch up to it, you it real totally fast. Catches, yes. Paranoia sets in, and you're accusing people of, you know... All kinds of crazy shit. The Pope trying to kill you. I mean, yeah. I feel like he has better things to do than kill one person. In L.A. In you're LA. not even close to the Vatican, and at that no. time, that would have been a whole thing to try to get oh to L.A. God. And, like, yeah. Ships were involved. Yeah. No. No. No, no. That would take weeks. Months. 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 <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so in 1903, uh-huh. it does not give me an exact date, so I apologize. But sometime in 1903, okay, we're still in we're still in Santa Monica. Yeah, living okay. our best lives. Griffith, Tina, and their son Van decide they want to go on a vacation at the Arcadia Hotel in Santa Monica. Okay, so this was a really ritzy hotel. Sure, like really nice for the times. Okay, and they were say- staying in the presidential suite. Of course, because so, why wouldn't they? Right. For weeks on end. <laughs> okay. During the stay, though, Griffith constantly traded plates and coffee cups with Tina, also asking the wait staff to give him new plates, believing his wife was trying to kill him. This whole time. Okay. So multiple witnesses saying, yeah, I had to trade out plates like... Yeah, we had to reserve this guy breakfast and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Yes. Okay. So, 
on the last day of their vacation, Tina's in their bedroom, packing stuff up, getting ready to leave. Griffith enters the bedroom with Tina's prayer book in one hand and a revolver in the other. Okay. Okay. Tina knew shit's about to go south. Like, she's like, oh, something's wrong. He's drunk. What's going to happen? He hands her the prayer book and tells her to kneel before him. Oh, no. I'm Mm -hmm. a no on that. Yep. Yeah. He then pulls out a card with a list of questions on it and proceeds to ask these questions with the gun pointing at her head. Like Final Jeopardy style? I think so, yeah. I think. Okay. So, one of the questions was, if she knew, or if she is the one that had po- that had killed this Andre Briswalter. Okay. Excuse me. He had died um, about eight years previous of blood poisoning caused by an infection in his foot. Which everybody died of, of every infection mm-hmm. ever back then. Right. But Griffith had his, in his head that someone poisoned him because the word poisoning was in the cause of death. Even though you... Yeah. yeah it's just like he literally got like septic or something. Yes. From his infection. Yes. 100%. Okay. She was like, no, he died of blood poisoning. No one poisoned him. And why would I kill someone that was so kind to me as to give me, like, land and all kinds of stuff? Yes. Duh. Okay. The next question was, have you ever poisoned me or know anyone that has? And have you ever been untrue? Does he mean, like, has she ever cheated on him? Correct. God, I hope so. I hope she was having fun with a nicer guy than this fool. Well, you know she wasn't. I know. No. Because she didn't want to lose her land. Everything got signed over to him. Yes. So Tina's response was, Papa, you know I never have. Gross. Mm -hmm. That makes me vomit in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. At that, Griffith took aim at Tina's face. And as he started to pull the trigger, Tina jerked her head to one side. Sure. Smart woman. Yeah. The bullet struck her in the eye, but didn't kill her. Jesus Christ. Yes. So she's bleeding now, blind. Okay. She jumps out the window. Because she is a bad bitch. She jumps out the window to get away from this guy. I love her. I know. I'm like, what? Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. She landed on a wooden piazza roof, one floor below, who just happened to be the floor of the owner of the Arcadia. Sure, sure. So they pull her inside to safety, call the cops, also send her to the hospital. His, so instead of Griffith being like, oh shit, just shot my wife. He doesn't care. There were no consequences no. back then for no. men. Yeah. He didn't give himself up. He decides he's going to go out drinking. Maybe I need to get drunk before. Sure. Before they take me in. Okay. Police finally arrest Griffith at a pub, at a bar, and a trial was set. 
Okay. This became like the trial of the century at this point because these were very well-to-do people seemingly. Okay. Well, it wasn't the trial of the century. Let me tell you why. Okay. For Southern California. Okay. Um, because that was in 1903. Uh-huh. And also OJ happened in like the 90s. Hey, we're, we're starting out, you know. <laughs> they had it. They didn't have a lot, Shan. They didn't have a lot to talk about back then. So they turned away as many as 200 people a day from this trial because everyone wanted to see the trial of the real estate owner that tried to kill his wife like they were like we got to see this we don't know we got to see her yeah with her eye patch she came you know she had a bedazzled eye patch she came in with a black veil actually that covered her face oh shit because she had been disfigured okay from this shooting but she did show up she uh actually took the stand to testify against him i would hope so yes they said she she testified for two or three days and at one point even fainted because the questions they were asking her were just ridiculous obviously ridiculous questions she was very stressed out i mean she survived a bullet to the face if you're catholic in 1903 can you get a divorce mm -hmm. because your husband shot you in the face Mm -hmm. is that coming that's coming okay so at first griffith thought it would be cool to just represent himself himself <laughs> all the best ones do <laughs> typical, typical narcissist i know what i'm doing i'll get myself no. i'm smart enough to figure this whole law thing out by uh-huh. myself it's oh, fine yeah. i can tell them they'll yeah. believe me i got this i got this but his well-paid family lawyers were like no 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 no. let's take it down a few notches there yeah. griffith rain in your crazy bro mm-hmm. we're gonna try and get you out of this with the alcoholic insanity defense so his sure years of alcohol um drinking use, two quarts of whiskey every day yes had caused him to be insane which they're probably not wrong but also that's like i don't think that's a valid defense anymore it might have uh, been back in those days oh yeah 100 percent. so it actually worked Okay. That defense actually worked, and they were able to bring the charge to <clears throat> assault to, oh, excuse me, they were able to bring the charge from assault to commit murder to assault with a de- deadly weapon, which at the time is a misdemeanor. Yeah, that's not a real thing. Like, he was trying to kill her. <clears throat> yeah. You don't point a gun at someone's head and just be like, well... <laughs> we'll oh, take our whoops. chances yeah no no he really yeah but that alcoholic insanity defense worked and just that he was yeah assault with a deadly weapon a misdemeanor he was sentenced to a max term at the time of two years and a five thousand dollar fine that is disgusting Ooh. even for 1903 was it though i mean i look back on all this stuff throughout history and i'm like that doesn't surprise me they did it doesn't surprise me it's still disgusting though right yeah well you have a point (laughs) so soon after this trial tina did file for divorce yes 
got everything. Yes, queen. It took the judge less than five minutes to grant that divorce. Sure. It's probably the fastest L.A. divorce in history. Right after Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys. Yes. Oh. Was that a divorce or was that an annulment? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It was pretty fast, though. (laughs) So, after he served his time. His 15 minutes or whatever mm -hmm, they His two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He swore he was sober, trying to make better of himself. Okay. He was trying to regain his status in L.A. All right. So we're like, we got to, we got our name, got to get our name back out there. Got to make it right with the community. So he decides to give the city of Los Angeles $100,000 to build an observatory, which obviously needs to be named after him. Duh. Okay. So we're in 1906-ish. How did he still have money? He still had money. He still had a lot of money. Because back then you could just keep your money if you were... Anyway. So the city was like, I don't know. You tried to kill your wife. Yeah, the city is like, "Uh, thanks but no thanks. That may not look too good on us if we take this money from you. So... But they did, and now there's a Griffith Observatory. So they did it. Just wait. Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, Shan. So they denied this initial present. They were like, no, I think we're good. I think we could probably build an observatory on our own. Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. Not satisfied with that answer. Because, let's be honest, what sociopathic narcissist is, like, you can't tell me no. He decided to sweeten the pot. By offering another $50,000 to fund a Greek theater. But why, though? Like, why? So his name would be all over it, and so no one would remember that he tried to kill his wife. Again, they were like... I mean, or you could just leave L.A. Like, that's where my head's at. Like, you could just be like, I'm going to take this money that I have left... And some shred of dignity that I have left and go make a new start in a new place where no one knows that I tried to shoot my wife in the head. Right. But that's just me. But he was like, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm a murderer. Loud and proud. Kind of. I tried. Yeah. And I want my name to be all over everything. Yeah. I got to got to regain that status of the well-to-do. Anyway. What a psycho. They still refused. They were like, no, I really think we're good. Really think we're good. Yeah. Okay. So. We're all full up on observatories at mm-hmm. this time. And we're going we're gonna to peace out on that. But thank you. So he decides to instead leave a large sum of money in the form of a trust to the city when he dies. So he writes up all this information, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. So he... Griffith ended up dying in 1919 of liver disease. Surprise, surprise. Shocking. Okay. And at that point, the city was like, well, I mean, if you're going to trust it, if you're going to give it to us in a trust, then we can't really say no to that. Ugh. The city of L.A. is kind of grossing me out right now, honestly. 
1904 L.A. It's grossing me out. For sure. Or 1919 L.A., I guess I should say. Because they probably didn't have a lot of money back then, right? I don't know. 1919? I don't know. That's like when people are making their way from the Midwest to California, okay. right? Yeah. So it's starting to... Anyway. Okay. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know the history of L.A. Yeah. Thankfully, though, he never got to see any of this. When he the, was alive. The observatory, yeah. the theater, like none of this ever come to fruition at all, even though he wanted it to. Yeah. They still named the shit after him, which I don't understand, but whatever. They're ch- they tried after to... to Make it, like, make an it arm's length away from him. Better, yeah, better name. Whatever. There's a statue of him, but whatever. Mm. Um, Tina did go on to live a very long, seemingly happy life. She did not ever remarry, which I don't blame you. Duh. Shit, if the one dude you do marry, yeah, I'd be you like, in the face. pass on all of that. Hard nope. Uh, she died at the ripe old age of 84. Good for actually. her. Yeah. Good for her. Totally outliving that douche canoe. Yeah. 100%. Good for her. Right. Yeah. So um, that's the crazy story of Griffith J. Griffith and the attempted murder of his wife, Tina. Who's not a colonel. Who is not a colonel, by the way. <laughs> Even though he told people he was. He did. I'm like, I just, when I try to picture these people in my mind, I just picture like this very frumpy dude who just over exaggerates every step like they said he walked like a turkey like yeah he over exaggerates and he probably makes he probably does that he does the finger gun he does the winky pointy thing maybe high fives people as he goes because he (laughs) thinks that's cool maybe a little fist bump and a wink or what they do back there he definitely was doing like double finger guns at everybody (laughs) and like yeah Yeah, definitely he was totally and then, yeah, just trying to make people think that he was some hot shit, you know, in this Southern California society. And he was not. Wow. He was not. So that is the story of how Griffith Park, Hollywood Sign, Griffith Observatory, the Greek Theater, that's how all of these places came into being was because of this crazy sociopath who just wanted to you know, look good on paper and yeah. Man, your coworker gave you a gold mine in that book. I know. There's so many in this book. I'm like, I think I'm just gonna have to take pictures and just Yeah. Yeah. What story do you want to do next? Yeah. So that's a good one. Good job, Shy. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here. Like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.